I'm Alex Tillet, and this is Vision Vibes. This story was originally broadcast on television as part of NHK World Japan's interview series, Direct Talk. What does it mean to be generous? We often think of generosity as the process of giving, whether it's giving money to charity or giving time to help people in need. By that definition, the world has plenty of generous people. So, why is there still so much need for charity? Why do we still struggle with big social issues like poverty and hunger? The answer could be that we're focusing too much on giving. Generosity is also about how we make things. Today's guest is on a mission to ensure that companies are generous toward their employees, their communities, and the environment. Jay Cohen Gilbert is the founder of B Lab. A nonprofit organization with a mission to create a global economy that benefits everyone. What does B Lab do? Why is it important? And how does Jay imagine the future of our capitalist economy? Let's join narrator Hannah Barnes and find out on today's episode of Vision Vibes. The coronavirus pandemic has highlighted many social problems around the world, from unemployment to hunger to racial inequality. More people are coming to realize that capitalism, which prioritizes the interests of shareholders alone, is unsustainable. And corporations have started to think of benefiting not just shareholders, but all their stakeholders, from workers. To suppliers, to communities. B Lab is a nonprofit organization which gives a certification to companies that strive to implement stakeholder-oriented practices, making the most of the renewed interest in stakeholder capitalism. B Lab's co-founder, Jay Cohen Gilbert, is working to change the mindset of the business world. We ask him what companies can do to achieve good corporate citizenship in today's environment. So, stakeholder capitalism represents like an evolution in our capitalist system、uh, that meets the needs of the 21st century. The 20th century version of capitalism is a capitalism that we would call shareholder capitalism, where the most important The most important stakeholder is just the shareholder, and all of the company's business and all of our investments are designed to maximize the returns for that one stakeholder, the shareholder. But stakeholder capitalism takes a wider view and looks at the interdependence of the relationships between all of the different stakeholders. But shareholders are clearly still an important stakeholder. B Lab takes a detailed look at a corporation's practices to verify if it values stakeholders. It asks about 200 questions, divided into four categories: corporate governance, treatment of workers, community engagement, and the environment. For treatment of workers, for example, B Lab asks the company how many days off an employee can take in a year, and if it compensates them for education. 
Only companies that score a certain number of points earn a B Corporation certification. They are reevaluated every three years. Certified B Corporations have grown in number to about 5,000 in 80 countries. They come from diverse industries, from food to household goods, apparel, and even law firms. Many of them display their B Corp certification on their packaging and websites. The B Corp certification is meaningless unless there's a rigorous verification process. Um, so companies can't just like self-report that they say they're doing something good. Um, and so the purpose of the B Corp certification is to look holistically at the business and then have that business be assessed against an independently created set of standards that represent the full range of ways that a company can have positive or negative impact on its community, on its workforce, on the environment. Um, if there was one single thing that we think is most important, the only thing that every B Corporation must do is it must make that legal change to their DNA that says they are now legally accountable to be a stakeholder capitalist, not a shareholder capitalist. And one of the core values of the B Corporation movement is this value of continuous improvement. So everybody meets a minimum bar of, of social environmental performance and everybody has that legal accountability, but we all have a lot of improvement that we can do because uh, none of us are perfect. And so we have a community that supports each other in getting better every year. So the biggest advantage for the company is they get to speak with a very powerful voice to the next generation of workers and customers and investors. In addition to attracting and retaining talent, um, some companies are, are getting access to lower cost capital uh, because the banks feel like working with a B Corp is lower risk than working with a traditional company. Another reason why people become a B Corp is, of course, because consumers increasingly care. And you'll increasingly see the B Corp logo on lots of different products. And that logo becomes a mark of trust, that I, as a consumer, can trust that that company takes its responsibility seriously. So it also helps with customer acquisition and turning those customers into like uh, evangelists for your brand. After graduating from college, J. Cohen Gilbert established a successful basketball clothing and shoe company with friends. But he was not satisfied with just earning money. 16 years ago, he and his friends set out to make a positive impact on society in a big way by creating the B Corp certification. So our first instinct was, oh, well, we should use our business and we should take some of the profits and we should uh, give them away, like as a charitable giving. But it's actually not where the most impact of a business is. The most impact of a business is not about how much money it gives away, it's about how it makes its money, how it produces its product, who it chooses to employ, how it treats those people that it employs, who it uses as suppliers, how they treat those suppliers, all of those, what's environmental impact, all of those things are much bigger impact on the world than just whether it writes a check for charity. And so. Uh, our consciousness was evolving over time. I've never had an original thought in my life, and B Corp is no different. And so there were already really pioneering companies. And so we were quite inspired by their example. And what we were inspired to do was not just to create one other company that would be like them. 
We wanted to help support thousands of companies, hundreds of thousands of companies around the world be like them, which meant how do we make it easier for companies to follow their lead? And that meant uh, marking the trail a little bit better. If we had any innovation, it was pulling all that together into a single framework where we could say, this is the type of company that we all want to work for and buy from, invest in, and support. And we're going to give it a name. It's called a B Corp, so it's easier to identify. And we're going to make sure that B Corp is something that we can trust and feel good about. Recently, stakeholder capitalism has received more attention from the corporate world because of shifts in societal priorities. One example is climate change. People are holding companies accountable for greenhouse gases and other environmental pollution. Another crucial issue is social justice. With the Black Lives Matter and Me Too movements, companies can no longer ignore diversity. Although in the last few years, many companies have adjusted practices such as hiring, Cohen Gilbert thinks that change needs to go deeper. Diversity is really just the first step um, and probably not the most important step um, because we can have more diverse leaders, but if they're still operating in a system that's designed only for the benefit of shareholders, then we have new leaders that are in an old system and they will feel very constrained and um, it will be very difficult for them to operate a stakeholder model, uh, even if it's different people in leadership. If the expectations of investors are just to maximize shareholder value, but the company wants to maximize the well-being of all of its stakeholders, well, then they're in conflict. And so when we look at the economic system, we have to look at not only the incentives and the structures of an individual company, but we have to look at the capital market, and we have to look at other things that actually uh, incentivize behavior one way or the other. Um, but we need to create uh, communities that are, that are equitable. We need to invest around for, for equity and create communities of belonging where everybody feels valued for their unique heritage and contribution. The coronavirus pandemic has also brought social change with people reevaluating their working environments. The pandemic exposed inequity in society with low-paid essential workers putting themselves at risk by going out to work, while others work remotely from home. As they re-examine the meaning of work, many dissatisfied workers left their employers to find alternatives. The trend has earned the catchy title, The Great Resignation. I think that the pandemic has actually just made more clear things that, that many already knew were true, which is we have an economy um, that is quite inequitable, where um, a lot of the burden or the suffering, in this case of the pandemic, was borne by those that were most vulnerable. And so in the U.S., we call them essential workers. Uh, before the pandemic, we mostly didn't talk about them at all. We mostly ignored them. Uh, or we thought of them as disposable. We thought of them as an expense that we needed to minimize. And it's also done another thing, which is it's had many of us with lots of more time on our hands to reevaluate our relationship to work and to think about what is really important to me. And I think what we're seeing with what some call the great resignation or the great renegotiation, 
that's taking place is people are renegotiating their relationship with work. I think that the, the movement towards purpose was already a decade or more in movement. I think what the pandemic has done is it's helped accelerate that movement. I'd say one of the things that companies can do to attract and retain employees in, this, in the 21st century where people want to connect with purpose is for companies to recognize that they have tremendous power in our politics. And if we're actually going to change the systems that govern corporate behavior or investor behavior, companies have a really important role to play in advocating for public policies that accelerate our transition to a more humane, caring, stakeholder capitalism. And that companies are no longer just lobbying for less regulation and lower taxes. And so the companies that embrace that role of sort of, of corporate citizenship, I think are going to attract the most talent because increasingly people know that there needs to be a rebalancing of the relationship between the private sector and the public sector and civil society. Lately, stakeholder capitalism has become a buzzword in the mainstream business world. Even major U.S. corporations have signaled their commitment to stakeholder capitalism. As the public conversation has shifted, Cohen Gilbert now wants to create a mindset for fundamental change. He believes we, as citizens, have an important role to play. Um, our role as citizens is uh, to exercise our right to vote and to make sure that we're voting, uh, we're voting every day for stakeholder capitalism, not just on election day. It's every day when we go to the store or we shop online, every day when we take our check and we deposit in a bank or we make an investment. Every day we have a chance to vote as citizens for an economy that works for all of us. Um, and so that's the, that's the primary way we can show up as citizens and really shape, uh, uh, take, take uh, recognize the power that we have as citizens to create the economy and the society that we want, is voting at the ballot box and then voting every day through all of our purchases, our investments, and where we choose to go to work every day. And the next generation has an incredibly powerful role to play in accelerating this transformation to stakeholder capitalism and ultimately holding us all accountable to go beyond words and to back up our words with actions. And those, those young people are the employees that CEOs are trying to attract and retain. And those young people are the customers that those companies are trying to attract to buy their products or services. And those young people are the investors that are going to inherit the largest wealth transfer in the history of humankind. And so that younger generation, simply by standing up for their values and uh, asking those companies that they buy from, invest in, and work for to live into those values, are they're going to completely reshape our, our economic system. Um, and that's what I'm most hopeful for. We asked Jay Cohen Gilbert to write down the philosophy that guides him in challenging the prevailing economic system. Curiosity is a superpower. And what this means for me is we need to create something that's never existed before. We need to create an economy that's actually designed to work for everybody and for the long term. And so since none of us know what that is, we can't show up with certainty 
about our own ideas. We need to listen to people that aren't like us. We need to be curious about their perspectives and their own experiences. And we need to imagine together and co-create together a new economy, a new kind of capitalism uh, that works for everybody and for the long term. Curiosity is a superpower. But it's hard to stay curious when the future is scary and uncertain. Our natural instinct is to stick to the things we know. Jay reminds us that we can't hide from our issues. The only way to solve new problems is with new solutions. We might not know how our economic system will evolve, but we know some aspects of capitalism aren't working for everyone and that we can do better. Once we realize that a better future is possible, it becomes our moral imperative to make that future happen. By thinking about what we're doing to our environment, by trying to understand the working conditions of the people who create the products we use every day. Organizations like B-Lab can help us make informed decisions about what we purchase. But ultimately, we're the ones who decide what our future society will look like. Do we want to live in a world where profitability and growth take precedence over everything else? Or should we give greater importance to other things like health and human dignity? What I know for sure is next time I go to the supermarket, I'll try my best to think about more than how much my groceries cost. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. You can find the transcript as well as our other stories on the NHK World website. I've been Alex Stelle. Join us next time for more mind-expanding insights from inspiring people on Vision Vibes.